Hey guys, this is John and Austin, and this is another episode of the Meet Justics podcast. So sorry we missed you last week. A uh, bunch of things going on, and Austin was scrambling to get out of here, and I didn't feel like doing a solo one. So we skipped one, but we've got plenty of good things to to talk about now. You're back. Today's your first day back in a week? 10 days. 10 days. Well, you're counting weekend days. Yeah, I guess yeah, weekend days weekend too. Days. Yeah. I wasn't expecting to be gone that long either. Um, it Things happened and I was gone a lot longer than I was expecting, but I actually was technically back yesterday. No, you um, weren't. Well, I wasn't in the office, but I was, I've been home since Monday. Right. I understand that. But like but your I, yeah. email at office said you wouldn't be back till today. I know. So. Because I, I was back, but I was like, eh, I'm going to hit that at 10. 10 is like a magical Yeah, that's number, what supposedly. vacation it And is. so I, I like just, yeah, actually took the time off. And I haven't done for a while, but I needed some actual time off. So good. It was good. Can you and shut my, that up? Uh, my maybe. God. The I'm, level of professionalism I have to deal with here. Austin forgot to silence his phone. It has. Just in the rare off chance that mine goes off. My volume's all, always all the way down, though. So, yeah, didn't matter. Um, I actually, I need to respond to this. So <sighs> we're going to have to edit some of this out real quick. No, we'll just keep, I'll keep talking. Okay. All right. So, I have in front of us a few things. One are some habanero barbecue snack sticks that I grabbed out of the freezer and let defrost for a little bit. And then because I had a sous vide cooker go, I just put them in at the end, after I turn the sous vide cooker off. The reason I did that is because I don't care what anyone says about this. Hot snack sticks are infinitely better than cold snack sticks. You get way more of the flavor, um, and it just is all around just a better experience eating hot snack sticks than cold snack sticks. My favorite thing to do is as soon as they're out of the smoker, um, if it's like something like a vertical smoker that doesn't have a shower cycle, even before they go into the ice bath, I'll take a few bites. If they're coming out of the PK, as soon as they come out, they're still warm. Take a few bites of them, and they're just delicious. Eat. Okay. So before I start eating, I did something like kind of on purpose and kind of on accident that I really liked. It had a downside, but I'm going to probably do it again. I made a bunch of summer sausage like three weeks ago now. Um Three weeks ago now, I think it was um, made in the small diameter, like inch uh, summer sausage casings. I left it in the fridge, not in any type of vacuum packaging, anything, just left it in the fridge. So dried Three out weeks, like crazy. Dried out like crazy. That was amazing. Um, I finally cut all that up yesterday and I was like, oh no, this isn't, this probably isn't going to be any good, but it had like more of the consistency of a dried salami, dried pepperoni. I don't like the wrinkled look that it gave to it uh -huh. because it looks like a bad product in my opinion, but the texture and consistency was off the charts. So it's just drying out more. Mm -hmm. That's all it's doing. It was so much better than, nor than no like what I normally make for summer sausage. Oh, well, thanks for bringing some in. That's awesome. Yeah. We appreciate that. I forgot. I, however, did make multiple products. Shoot, first eat one of those. Second, I think I brought these over when I meant to bring a knife. Like hmm. I got up before this and grabbed forks, and I'm pretty sure I grabbed this too. It's not going to help us. And habanero barbecue sticks are actually like warm. Mm -hmm. They're spicier. Yeah, I would agree with that. Maybe that's why I like them better. 
All right, and then this is the Andouille Cajun that I made for something. I can't remember why I made these, but I made a bunch of them too. So we have some delicious Andouille Cajun. I haven't tried these yet, so we're gonna be trying them together. All right, right off the bat, if you want a almost like a pate-ish texture to your sausage, the right way to do them is cook them in a sous vide and then just grill them at the very, very end because that's what these were. If you don't like that texture, don't do this because it has a – pate is probably the wrong word. Yeah, I don't know what that means. I don't know if I should, but – you don't know what pate is? No. Like liver pate? Oh, yeah. like the stuff I got in the can the one Exactly. Time. Yeah. Okay. So if you like that texture, then the best way to get that without going insanely overboard in processing difficulty, just cook them in sous vide for like an hour at 160 and then finish them up on a grill. They're very good though. Taste-wise, they're phenomenal. Our Andouille Cajun is a really good flavor is there mozzarella mm -hmm. swiss uh no high temp hot pepper sorry oh okay so the the nothing cheese it adds no heat well we honestly should change the name to pepper jack we 100 percent should mm -hmm. so let's do that we could who's gonna tell us no no Your one dad, maybe that's yeah that's a decision <clears throat> Can't talk. That's a decision we could make. No one's probably going to give us too much of a fit. Brett or Dylan may say something just because it's been hot pepper forever. Right. But we probably get away with it without anybody getting too angry. We're also super close on the name. It's not like we're changing it to, I don't know, not spicy cheese. Even that would actually still be fairly close. So We probably should go back to our cheese manufacturer and see what they call it because – we call it hot pepper because six manufacturers ago, that's what they called it. <laughs> but, but to be honest, we've, yeah, since we first started carrying high temp cheese 20 years ago, we've changed manufacturers. One, two, three, four. We're at least on our fourth. Um, I don't know if I should say that or shouldn't say that. Yeah, but whatever. Things change. Um, it happens. Is pricing the main thing there or availability? both um we had issues with availability from some of the past we had we had issues with i think cleanliness from some in the past because it would mold too fast mm. and mold is a sign of uncleanly uh unsanitary packaging conditions um some availability some pricing before we used to buy stuff just at like set prices well i didn't know at the time but cheese is a commodity market it changes like every day um so now we buy off the commodity market we have we have a base price and then it adjusts based upon whatever other factors and so our our price is constantly going up and down and up and down but it makes more sense i think who we're buying from now i like i really like because just they're consistent yeah. um we actually can get stuff and ghost peppers delicious pricing Mm -hmm. The best ghost pepper cheese. Um, two things. One, when I've initially been into that and had that more pate, I did not like it. Now I'm in love with it, as can be seen as the fact that I just Did you eaten. just eat a whole second one? Yes. They are delicious. I must really, have been really talking good. longer than I thought there. No, no, no I wouldn't <laughs> stop because that is absolutely delicious. Okay. Since you're talking about cheese, 
how much time do you spend inside my SharePoint? The web SharePoint. Oh, uh, little to none. Okay. There's a spreadsheet in there that I go in every couple of weeks and track cheese costs from like across our vendors or like competitors. Mm -hmm. And one of them, did you see my email this morning? No. One of them no longer sells high temp cheese. Oh no, I did see that. I take that back. I saw, I saw part of it. I don't really, I don't think I really read it, but I saw the headline subject, whatever. Yeah. If you go search high temp cheese on there, like you put in cheese and it says, did you mean high temp cheese? You say, yes, click that. It brings you to mortar oil. So I wonder if that's on purpose. Accident? Is it something that is gone, gone, or is it temporary? Even if you find it, like if you, I could find it from a Google search is the only way I could find it. Like if I went just through the categories in their website, it was not there. But if you Googled that competitor and then high temp cheese, it had a link to it. Click on it and I sent you a screenshot of it. It just says this is not available. Hmm. So I'm fairly sure they've just gotten rid of it. Interesting. Well, it makes sense because high temp cheese does create some logistical issues. Yep. Um, so interesting. Yeah. Because we're, yeah. I it, it's I sometimes do wonder what some of our competitors do um, because we um, don't have a lot of space for cheese right now. Um, we have to, we bring in um, a 53 foot reefer trailer that sits here um, for a good portion of, well, all of busy season, good portion of the year um, that stays full of cheese because uh, we don't have enough room and we're looking at potentially moving or building sometime soon here. And in that process, we're going to put in like a massive freezer and the cost is, I mean, it's not, we're not talking like tens of thousands of dollars. We're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars for a freezer, the size that we need to store the amount of cheese that we sell. And we're not, I mean, we're not that big of a company that other competitor, they are a lot bigger than we are. And so what are they doing? And I bet, I bet they look at it and they don't want to have the capital cost to build freezers for yeah. the amount of space that they would need to store cheese. So it's interesting. Um, are we talking freezer or cooler? Freezer. Currently, they're just in a cooler, aren't they? Yeah, but freezer's better. It'll last longer. I mean, you basically don't lose shelf life when stuff is in a freezer minus, um, yeah. well, comparatively to. Well, that's not even true. Out. They go into a co- or freezer. The one pounds at least do. Okay, whatever. Neither here nor there. Okay. Um, next is I'm going up Saturday morning uh, to pick up my quarter of beef from Crables. Sweet. So what time are uh, we eating steaks on Saturday? No, not Saturday. Next week, I'm also buying some Wagyu uh, on the company credit card. as I And he's putting aside a couple uh, pork bellies for me. So we're going to do a couple of things next week. We'll do the... The comparison of Wagyu to uh, to what I'm getting, uh, and then we'll also do a couple of different things with bellies. Not might make depending on how many he has. I might buy one specifically for bacon. There's a bunch of other stuff I've been wanting to do with bellies for a while, so we'll get to that next week. Also, Zach won't be on the podcast. He is working like around the clock right now. He's down a couple of people, so I was like, don't you know? Don't worry about it. We'll push that to sometime later we could do a live interview while he's oh i'm sure he would love that yeah hey hey stop what you're doing talk to us i know this is your business and your livelihood but no we're interested we want to know so at some point we will have zach from crables uh on the podcast to discuss some differences of wagyu and regular beef and then also just what it's like running a large processing plant uh what 
considered, they would be considered medium, right? They're still going to be considered small. Small? Probably. Okay. Small, medium. Yep. Yeah, small. It's, you have to have 500 employees to be considered. I mean, yeah, technically the, the government's definition of a small business is less than 500 employees, okay. which is crazy. Because if you have crazy. if you have 450, you're not a small business. No. I'm sorry. That's definitely not. How many but, do you think Vornado has? I have no For those idea. who don't know, Vornado is a um, fan company, and they do other things as well, but they're in the Wichita areas. Is that like their only facility? Mm -hmm. I always just figured that they had multiple, and that was one of, but I don't know. Yeah, no idea. So. Man. If I was better listener, my fiance used to work there. I don't know any of these. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that, I was wondering where the if I was a better listener comment come, came from. All right. Uh, a couple other things. We also just got a new oversized spatula in for Mr. Barbecue. Hold that up for the thumbnail, please. That looks pretty Yeah, I, I love the look of this thing. I already have enough oversized spatulas that I don't need another one. But all my oversized spatulas are oversized in length, and this is oversized in width. I feel like I would... I would enjoy this one more. I, Plus, I just a better like a smack. <laughs> I must be grilling wrong or something because I don't like use spatulas. I used a spatula this weekend actually, or for the fourth. I I basically just had uh, family over to the house and I cooked like twenty burgers, and so that many burgers I was I got a spatula. I'm flipping burgers, um, but like. If I'm just cooking a few burgers or like anything else, I don't use a spatula. Why do you need a spatula? What do you use your tongs? It, your hand? Fingers? Or a thermometer? I mean, half the time, anything I'm doing, I just walk out with a thermometer. I'm cooking steaks. I'm cooking sausage. I'm cooking burgers. I mean, you're going to be probing it. And then when you're, you're like, ah, I need to flip. It's going to stay on there. You just kind of flip it over with the thermometer. I think I can speak for all of our listeners right now where we think less of you. Should I not? We now so, think less of you for using a thermometer to flip over a steak or a burger. I do. That's even wrong. Oh, for well, okay. If you're steak. doing what Patrick's doing as far as cooking, you're on the wrong side of this. I don't. I don't want to dirty another utensil, though. <laughs> you really, you really don't use your thermometer to flip steaks. No. No, because I have my. I feel like I have footage of him doing it, so we'll we'll find that. Sure, that's fair. Like if there's <laughs> nothing there, but when I'm cooking a steak at home, I have my. Yeah, but your there. kitchen's right by your. Like I've seen your setup. You know what I mean. You got your patio, and it's mm -hmm. like, oh, I need something. Boom, you're eight steps away. <laughs> What's Austin's setup? Maybe he doesn't have the luxury of time. No, he's even less. I bet. I saw <laughs> no, him smile. No, it's about sim similar <laughs> to yours. Oh well, then no excuses. Like, have some respect for your food. Have some respect for yourself. So, is, in fact, you, would you would you use you this for steak? I will take that out of inventory so you can have it. Would you use this for steak? I mean, it's steak size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're fine to use that for steak. I just stabbed your. PC. I don't use that one, obviously. Um, but yeah. So, when is appropriate to use a spatula versus tongs? Tongs are better for like sausages, things that are a little bit more odd to grip. Um, I will use a spatula for sausages if that's all I have. You'd use a spatula for sausage over a thermometer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thermometer is always going to be last option. I'm not saying it's not an option. It's always going to be last option, though. Okay. I'm glad we had this intervention, okay. and I'm going to correct my actions. <laughs> that's great. 
Uh, okay. What do you think spam stands for? Super protein and muscle. I don't Absolutely know. not. Patrick, do you have any guess on uh, what spam actually stands for? I feel like I've heard it. And once you start, I might interrupt, but no. I scuba, though, I know that, but not spam. <laughs> <laughs> Self-contained underwater breathing apparatus? Yeah. Um, so spam is some different word that I've never even heard of, but it basically is spiced ham. It's a conjoined, like, two words, but it does actually have a meaning or a meaning. There was a ton of things going on on social media about this where people were like, we're taking guesses and it was like salty pork, almost meat was a funny one. Uh, there were a bunch of good ones, but anyways, I am shocked that it has an actual like planned out name. It's not spiced ham. No, that's what it is. Oh, that is it's what just, it is. It's okay. Spam. I thought you were building up to something. Nope. Me too. I was like, oh, okay. we've already been there. I was like, that's why I said it was the drum spiced roll? ham. No, you. The way that you told that was like backwards. Yeah, you had the punchline. It sounds first. like you're saying. It sounds like you said most people assume it's spi it's spiced ham, but it really means blank. So you're telling me draw things out more. Yeah, I already talked too no, much. No, no, no. I'm <laughs> saying no. You, yeah, yeah. Draw it out more, and then just that beginning add as the suffix. So just like with the uh, psychrometer video, you have to grab the part that I should have said and move it. Yeah. Because yeah. it just makes no sense otherwise. All right. Uh, Bratfest is fast approaching. We have just over a month to it. It's August 19th. You're listening to this on July 7th. So get your tickets now. Uh, they're $15 now. They'll be $15 at the door. Yep. Yep. So that we are just doing one price on them this year. It caused too much confusion last year. Uh, we're going to have a bunch of our commercial customers coming down, selling their product. Uh, we Sample, Giving out samples and, and selling samples. product, yeah. So if you wanted to leave with some brats this year, much easier to do. Yeah, Oops. so everyone complains that we're always everything but the meat. But this is the one time of year you can come to Walton's and you can leave with a full belly full of meat and leave with extra food for your freezer. I do that all the time. <laughs> you don't count. Do we have a vendor list yet for that? Yeah. Is there anyone we don't care to name list off now or just kind of wait and see or Oh Austin can look that up. Well it's hard to like because I know this before, there's always, you know, last minute a cancellation or two, depending on schedule. But Austin got it. So um BHA is gonna be here with a booth. They've got some sort of like arcade shooting game, I think. Okay. Sounds really cool. We had to put them in a in a particular spot for their setup. Um they're really excited about it. So um uh, I'm, I'm excited, oh, not only to that, but just BHA. Everything they do is always fun. Um, Pass it on will be here. I assume they're doing a gun raffle. They probably are. Who cares? You, who cares? I can't answer. You can't? You told me after last year that I'm not allowed to enter. I said you probably shouldn't, but uh, I don't know. If it's going to make you that upset. No, it's going to reduce their. I'm going to tell you, I'll, I'll tell you, go ahead and enter. And I'm going to tell Brittany to throw away the tickets <laughs> that she put in there. Um, DU is going to be here. Uh, uh, PF, I guess. So DU Ducks Unlimited. I assume everybody knows. But um, PF, Pheasants Forever, uh, National Wild Turkey Federation. Um, we're going to have Diamond Archery here with their 3D, to, 3D target shooting range. Um Fishing's Future Backyard Bass Game. They're going to be here. I think that's with the KDWP. I think that's who it was. 
Yeah. Does that sound right? Yep. Okay. Um, Funky Monkey Shaved Ice. Um, that was a big hit, especially with the kids last year. Um, they were excited. They're coming back this year. Um, Shaken and Stirred. They've done every event with us for the past five, six years. Yep. I don't know however long we've been doing these events. Um, so uh, we got our drinks and alcohol covered there. Uh, Peabody Sausage is going to be here. Walnut Valley uh, is going to be here. Crables is going to be here. Um I know we have more, at least, that are going to be bringing sausage. I don't know how many more of the commercial processors we have, but we should have more. Um, I just don't have the full list there. Um, we're going to have two different fire trucks here because I think I told this on the podcast, but maybe I didn't. I'll tell it again anyways. Yeah. Uh, we had County signed up to be here. And then Wichita Fire came through for an inspection, uh, I don't know, a month ago here. And they were upset that we had a fire truck here and it was from County. They're like, what are you doing with County? We're like, we don't, we didn't know. Honestly, Josh and I didn't know there was a difference. Seems like the same to me. <laughs> it's like, it's, you're the fire department, but it's no, there's Wichita PD or F, FD and there's County FD. So um, <clears throat> we're like bring a truck out. So they're going to bring, bring a truck out. Sedgwick County EMS will be here. Uh, KDWP is going to be here. Um, they're also bringing a truck with an airboat. I don't know if we're going to get to drive it around or not, but I'm really hoping we do. I'm assuming that they go on, like they can go on land too, like a hovercraft, or is it just a water thing? I might have a whole different a little... interpretation of what an airboat is, yeah, but no, an airboat... I'm thinking it's a hovercraft. No, I don't. It's Have just, you seen the water boy? Yeah. It's the huge fan on the back it's a fan of a uh, boat. Yeah. So it's only for boat. water. Yeah. Okay. We're going to have to, word, we're going to have to flood boat. something. <laughs> Hence the word boat. Now, if that was a thing, we would just use those Austin instead of cars. We wouldn't have to. <sighs> hovercrafts are awesome. Why are hovercrafts not like a everyday thing? I know this because when Dude. I was a kid, I had a toy RC hovercraft. Yeah. And I was obsessed with it. Oh, for sure. Um, it takes a ridiculous amount of moving air to keep that bottom cushion up enough because it can't just you can't just push air down into it inflate it and have it you know that be enough it has to have holes in that so it has to be inflated plus plus pushing enough air down to keep the friction the amount of weight though would be like most of those toys that i had were like that odd composite like foam or something you're just like this isn't even plastic because it couldn't even hold up the plastic yep. so could you imagine but, a whole a person people no. Yeah. Just, so that's why. Disappointed. They do have some hovercrafts that like go over um, like bays and inlets and stuff. Like, so it's a ferry and they'll use a. Or they use water and they lie to you and it's like, hey, look, it's a jet. It's a it's hovercraft. Like, oh, bogus. <laughs> it's a weirdo attached it to a hose. It goes about 15 feet <laughs> on land. But there was that, like you're saying that, then uh, some guy have like an actual uh, jet hover thing like near like a Navy ship and they were like demonstrating it. I'll have to send you the video. It's pretty sweet. Oh, you're talking about a jet pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that was the Navy. It's, no, yeah. It's, it's like a like special a forces thing. way of boarding. Man, if they're showing Enemy us that. Eight. Yeah. What do yeah, they, they have access to? Oh, man. We'll talk about this at the end, but we need to, for our non-meat story, we got to talk about senators confirming that we have uh, non-human 
spacecraft or non-human craft. Oh, we'll, we'll talk about yeah. it. I have a theory. Can I, uh, real quick, I, I want to work in, you know, I have a proclivity for uh, wrestling, but if we can get a mustard belt somehow worked into uh, the Bratfest, uh, you know, just regime, we need to spit all the idea, obviously, but what would that look like? If there was a mustard king of Bratfest, how do we pick one? Is it a person? Do you understand person? what he means by mustard? I assume he's referencing like the mustard belt from July 4th. Yes. That type of 100%. thing. 100%. Oh, Joey, Joey Chestnut. Chestnut. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, the first year we did Bratfest, I thought about like, should we do a brat eating contest? The problem, oh, the, it, wow. the problem is just how do you like, I don't know. How do you do it? Logistics. Who do you let in? Right. And then we need a lot of brats. Yep. Like, I mean, we're already making a lot, but that's a lot more. Right. Because do we let like 30 people in? And if 30 people can eat like six pounds of brats a piece, I mean, <laughs> we're making another 200 pounds of brats. Um, we're already making like a thousand pounds of brats. So. There's got to be some safety issue with like any kind of food eating contest, right? Some lady, some girl died last year <laughs> at a sorority house uh, during a hot dog eating contest. Uh, from just hot dogs? Yeah. Well, she she choked. Oh. oh. You could do that. Oh. You could do that anytime. Well, think it's, no <laughs> I'm just can't saying, somebody give her the Heimlich? I'm just saying, when you put on an event, we're probably going to have to have a paramedic nearby. Or yeah, something for like sure. That, so. Yeah, yeah you Nobody have a pocket knife and a pen? Have you seen the whole deal? You <laughs> yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you definitely don't go this way. You could go this way. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> don't let me oh, do I like, this. I like, the, I like every time there's like... <laughs> A small child. It's like, oh my god, what happened? It's like he can't breathe. It's just like, oh god, poke a hole in his lung with the ballpoint pen. How many times is in a show is that going to happen? Well, it's not a lung. Well, wherever the hell he's so got. You, you, no, 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 no. I've seen those. I've seen one where they poke him in the side, though. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, that's like for a deflated lung. Oh, see, so yeah, you're trying to relieve the like, pressure. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> so you you can feel it in your trachea. Oh, tra all of us doctors, trachea, by the way, just like all that ribbing. Find in between those. Make a no, 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 no. Um, you, you can't give medical advice. Horizontal slice, slice is definitely not medical advice. And then take the some sort of ballpoint pen type thing and put it in there so it gets <laughs> around the obstruction. I don't know. I don't. He gives a definitely don't listen to Austin though. He goes, you slice their throat, <laughs> and he ran all the way from his jaw vertically. down to his breast, like all the way. Yeah, listen to me least, secondly, and then <laughs> but still bottom of the barrel. Okay, I, so so Broadfest, uh, we're not. <laughs> but no, what I was saying, not no, die, I wasn't. I wasn't saying an eating contest though. But like, if you were to give away, uh, like, to someone that shows up or something, like they get a special prize, like they eat the not eat the most, but just like they're having the best time or something. We could make up like a insanely hot brat, like. Uh, inferno with ghost pepper cheese and awful. put in like some Skull extra it would have to be something really like, bad to make you're saying like whoever eat can eat this fill it with talkie they're not yeah. talkies but the like the yep. spicy chip whatever one chip challenge things oh, make it so it is hot they get a and then just make stickers for people or <laughs> <Stickers>. something. <laughs> <laughs> they don't get a belt you just get a sticker i was saying t-shirt he goes stickers yeah well we're gonna have to make like like 50 pounds of it and cut it into pieces so people can try it so if they oh, try pieces, it they get yeah. a sticker i ate the hot brat oh there you go yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure idea. Pat's not too busy right now. Hey, make yeah, you definitely. <laughs> but I, I mean, it's really easy to make to order stickers. You just do it through Sticker Mule. It's not that hard to mm -hmm. make a good-looking sticker, though. That's fair, but it should almost doesn't. It didn't sound that interesting. Yeah. Like, you would give him a sticker. Give him a sticker. Now no. here, you, I injured myself for this, bro. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't think we'll do that. I, I really don't want to get people like Payne and Walton's in their mind at the same time. Well, True. you shouldn't have been there last year then. Oh, that's, that's actually fair. <laughs> so other things at Bratfest, uh, we're going to have some semi-trucks there trying to have things for like kids to have fun with. So yep. some stuff they can climb around and play with uh, from Bruckner Trucking. Uh, we are going to, uh, we're still trying to get like, some other like police or highway patrol something. We had a, the MRAP vehicle from Sedgwick County out last year and they can't take it out due to some policy changes. Very disappointing. So we're trying to find something that's tactical in nature to have out here. Um, we'll also have a archery range, BB gun range, uh, fishing range. I don't know what else you call it. A fishing thingy, some Backyard sort of game. fishing thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, axe throwing. Cool. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Looking back through the list on this side, we have it. On, oh, why we have two lists. Uh, dunk tank. Augusta Ren will be here because yeah, they're they they provide the dunk tank, porta potties, bunch of tables, chairs, all kinds of stuff. Um, hoping because I saw that Augusta Rental has like uh, excavators. Oh, you I'm want to bring hoping a that they they have one that they can bring out and that or a digger. Be, what did I say? A dinger. A dinger. Just hitting dingers, home runs. Yeah. But. That would be cool because we we're all we're trying to just yeah kind of like the semi trucks big things that look fun to kids right so that yeah while parents are running around talking with people eating brats little kids can go play and have some fun too cool so that's all I got awesome a uh, bunch of things happened <clears throat> while you were away just so everyone's aware John and I this is the first time we've talked since I've been back so yeah this is a surprise to me I don't oh, know I'm what not we're gonna, gonna talk about dump anything on you but. I'm fairly sure we handled them all in the way you would have wanted us to handle them. <laughs> okay. Fairly sure. I tagged you and everything, like all the tickets I responded to. I'm like, I think this is what Austin wants. If not, I'm tagging him so you can look at it. But uh, I don't think there was only one thing that I even bothered emailing you about, and that was something I was excited about, not. I felt kind of bad because oh, I wasn't whatever. responding. Yeah, that's fine. That's, <laughs> I, you, no, I didn't you email were, you. I was texting you. You were very excited yep. about I it. eventually was like, okay, no more. I won't text you anymore on this. Um, how was your fourth? Uh, good. What did you do? Um, just kind of dinked around in the morning, went for a walk, went and bought fireworks, uh, hung out, chilled, then had family over, cooked burgers, and uh, just shot off. Nothing crazy, but uh, a few things. Although I actually, we had we had some some eventful things shooting off. We had we had this. I don't know where they came from. Just leftover fireworks from my house from somebody. Um, no idea. People ask me like, "Where did you get a good those?" Idea to I'm light like, off I don't know, but no they look cool. They came from. We had uh, one one rocket. This rocket went like it went like 300 feet in the air nice. it was insane and the the bottom part of it was just plastic and we saw it fall and it like like i don't know where it landed exactly but it looked like it landed on the neighbor's house oh, <laughs> so i was like ah but then we had these things that looked like bottle rockets but they weren't bottle rockets but i don't know they were really cool again i don't know what they were where they were from uh, they were just left over at my house from somebody sometime, shot those things off and like start squealing as they're shooting and blow up hundred feet in the air. It was real cool. Well, that's what bottle rockets do. These they were, make that squeal these, noise. These were like bigger. bigger. Okay. These were bigger than okay. bottle rockets. So large bottle rockets. 
Maybe. I started drinking at 930 in the morning. <laughs> I saw your post on Meatistics and I'm like, oh, he's getting into this so early. Not only did I start drinking beer at 930 in the morning, I started drinking whiskey at 930 in the morning <laughs> as well. I woke up, I ran like four miles, worked out. And I don't remember what was happening, but I had to go into the basement for something. That's for my bar. And I was, I was like, yep. I'm like, here we go. So I uh, was posting about it for a while on Meatistics, but then I was like, eh. Probably need to put the phone down. Like I couldn't can, read the screen anymore. No, I could read the screen fine. I could feel some rants coming on. I'm no. like, let's just <laughs> keep out of this. So, um, yeah. Then that weather we got the oh night of July Fourth. Goodness, it went right from as I'm trying to sleep, fireworks going off, going off, going off to hail to insane lightning. I mean, it was intense here in Wichita. It was cool, like shooting fireworks off. Like you could see yeah. like storms out in the distance and the lightning. At first people were like, are those fireworks out there? I'm like, no, that's a storm. <laughs> it was really cool. But I have a question. I don't know if you're gonna know the answer to it, but we'll see if somebody can respond on Meatgistics and tell me if I'm crazy. Um, I left a bucket outside after the fourth normally have a bucket there to either put stuff in mm -hmm. do whatever just you need a bucket at the fourth so come out the next day the bucket is like eight inches full of water right so did we get eight inches i'm of saying water? we got eight inches of rain i don't know how they do it i've seen the uh what is it called it's not a <clears throat> cylinder there's a term for it with the gauges on it yeah um, i've seen those at uh local airports uh when i was a kid um i don't know if width would mess with that at all because you're collecting like a more area they might have like a, a this is the the correct diameter of the tube because otherwise if you're collecting more I, but it's not it's not like it's just a straight cylinder i, I yeah i understand it's, that but doesn't like, have slanted edges so it doesn't matter how big it is right it's still whatever it's the opening to the bottom that's what you're going to collect and however many inches that's how it does so if you had a pond and it was a perfectly circular pond uh -huh. and it was empty. And after it rained, there was eight inches of water in it. Would, did it rain did eight inches? Did you get eight inches of rain? I mean, it's... I, Assuming that no runoff went into the pond, which a bucket can have no runoff right, going right. to it because it's above ground. From like a, uh, like a logic standpoint, yeah, it sounds like we got eight inches of rain, but that sounds insane. So it I, rained so much I know it for did. so long and so yeah. hard. So maybe that is. I don't know. So if anyone actually knows how that works, let us know. Yeah. Post on me just because I'm just curious. I got a, my, my dad and my wife both told me that I was stupid, basically. Uh, not, they didn't use those words, but that's what it felt like. <laughs> right. So. Okay. All right. Moving on to meat matters, unless you have anything else. No. Nope. Okay. Uh, first one, more Iowa farmers now selling meat directly to or consumers. So around 3,000 Iowa farmers are now selling meat directly to consumers up 50% from the number doing that in 2015. Amana Farm Beef was one of the operations that made the shift during the pandemic and its concurrent supply chain problems. Some of these folks were being put on a waiting list, not just for months, but years to be able to get a slot to get an animal in and get it processed, said John McGrath, general manager of Amana Farms. McGrath said that another reason for shifting the Amana Farm business model was or customers wanting more transparency about the food they eat. There's been more of a movement for folks desiring to know the people that are raising their food and want to know more about it. This makes me so happy to see more stories like this. Um, 
A, I think farmers selling directly to end users, better for your local economy, better for animal welfare. You're probably going to get a better finished product out of it. But also just, I like the idea of it. Like I, I grew up in a not so small town, but I think I would have been very, very happy in a small town. Like just a tight knit group of people as opposed to the suburbs where like. What's small to you? Be like, are we talking like a town of 800 people or like 50,000 people? Oh, I mean, definitely not like, 50,000 people. Because there's probably close to a million people in like the whole Wichita mm -hmm. metro. So. Yeah, I don't consider Wichita small. Yeah, well, I know. Okay. But so where do you get to small? Is like small like 300,000 people or 250, 800 In people? a town? Yeah. Yeah, no. Like probably a town of like 5,000 or something. Okay. So not tiny, tiny. Okay. Like especially when I was a, of, I don't know how to say, dating age, I'd want there to be a wide variety of gene pools <laughs> to be able to. Um, but yeah, no, I just, I love that. I think it's awesome. <laughs> so another one, this one's from Brett. Uh, it says family owned panhandle meat, cutting out the middlemen. So the exact same thing, basically. Uh, Donnie Tranmel, one of the owner operators said his goal is to make high quality beef available to every customer. So our dry aging process is just <coughs> like it used to be with the whole half carcass in there which then all the enzymes and all the bacteria can break it down in 21 days. And it just improves the tooth or improves two things, the flavor and the tenderness. So I don't know how that would be different from a larger commercial operations dry aging. Like isn't 21 days pretty much pretty standard. Yeah. What they yeah. do. Okay. Uh -huh. So not, not sure, but maybe, it not having to be transported and get right into the the drying chamber or how a drying room allows for extra tenderness and flavor. Don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But again, same thing. With something like panhandle meat, you are dealing directly with the family. Uh, you're not going to Dylan's or some huge faceless corporation who may have totally different standards than how you want your beef handled. So unless are they doing that with non-beef because they talk about they doing talk about hogs, hogs too. A lot. Are they doing it with hogs? I don't think you dry age hogs. Yeah. Hogs you can do different things on because some like bigger places will do like pre-rigger pork. And yep. where. Yeah. Like, we have a, uh, I don't know if he's still a customer. We had a big customer up in Kansas city who everything they did was pre-rigger. Mm -hmm. um, so sometimes like with pork, yeah, you don't want to wait. Uh, depends, but beef. I feel like that's pretty standard. You want to wait for like something like 21 days. So, In direct comparison, a dry-aged pork steak has a surprisingly intense flavor. There are no rancid or musty flavors, but only exciting, nutty, and intensive aromas that are very pleasant. That sounds like written from somebody like me who can't keep their opinion out of things. <laughs> it's just like, no, it's exciting. It's better. So take that for whatever it's worth. All right. Fraudulent meat labeling hurts our economy and our climate. This is from the Daily Montanan. Currently, corporations can legally slap a product of the USA label on imported beef that was born, raised, and slaughtered outside the US if it's repackaged on American soil. How is this blatant falsehood legal? 
It's because four multinational corporations dominate for air 85% of the beef industry, and they use money, power, and corrupt tactics to manipulate our laws. Meatpacking executives who make more money each day than many of us make in a year prop up this fraudulent system because they know consumers want American-raised beef. Families trust our food safety laws and want to support local ranchers. Many consumers avoid food that has traveled across the globe because of the carbon footprint involved and because food loses nutrition when stored for months and shipped long distances. That's Wait, a, is that, we've is been, that accurate? We've been through this before. Um, the like, There's a reason why there was such a push for flash frozen vegetables for a long time because freezing like regular freezing of uh vegetables fruit things like that does lower its nutritional content but like flash freezing for whatever that's worth apparently doesn't as much so yes fresh fruit fresh vegetables are going to have a higher nutritional content than than uh frozen fruit or vegetables are we, are we talking though like a like a 30 percent difference or like a 0.3 percent no it was significant okay it was significant um i can try and go back but it was <clears throat> a couple of years ago when we talked about that um but yeah basically the longer it takes for something to freeze the more nutritional content you're going to lose from it interesting uh, but i think this is going to come to a head shortly there's a lot going on about the uh, packaging and labeling laws in the the meat industry i can see in the next year year and a half there being a major shift on this mm -hmm. so that my opinion probably a good thing um, basically what they're talking about here for anyone who didn't catch that, I can buy a beef from Brazil. I can have them slaughter it. I can have them cut it up all into primal, subprimals, whatever I want, and then have it shipped here. As long as I take it out of the package that they sent it to me in and put it in my own packaging, I can then put product of the USA on it. So that product of the USA on your meat, unfortunately means nothing. Hence why you need to know where you're getting your meat from. So a local meat processor, even better, well, a local meat processor, a local farmer, something like that is the best, uh, your best option if you're caring about where your beef comes from. I don't, how are they getting around that because of the, the cool requirements, country of origin labeling requirements? Um, they still have to be putting on there somewhere that it was the origin Sure, probably on the original else. packaging, but then that customer has repackaged it. So that's how they get around it. That's, that's how I imagine it would get around it. It's also probably what they said. You know, the big four have so much money that there are probably all sorts of crazy little loopholes in these laws. Two things that we should do, and I would just touch on this very briefly um, page limits for all laws and sundown clauses for all laws. Like you have 10 pages to put this in. This will be for eight years and then we'll relook at it. Page limits would be awesome. I hate, I hate when you hear stuff like a new law, it doesn't matter what it is coming out. And These like, omnibus oh, that are 10,000 pages. Yeah, a thousand pages for this, a thousand pages for that. It's, it's like, that, that's, that's unrealistic. It should be a felony to vote on anything you haven't read in Congress. Yeah. Which, uh, who's your favorite of the big four? <laughs> you uh metallica slayer <laughs> megadeth or anthrax uh, i don't, I okay, don't think do we do we actually mean like who do i have the most positive opinion or do you think or is it like who do i list them and then we can rank them i mean it, for me it would be 
either Tyson. Um, but aren't they like as far as big four? Aren't they like over? Is Tyson like over fifty percent? And then the other like no, like a, no Cargill. Oh, Cargill is actually the largest corporation in America. Mm. No, largest private corporation. Sorry, largest private corporation in America. Um, so you have Tyson, Cargill. Tyson. Who are the other two? Cargill. Uh, uh, I always want to say JPL. JBS. JBS. Um, not Jet Propulsion and uh, <laughs> National Beef. Na- mm-hmm. na- na- is it National or is it National Beef? National yeah. Beef. So those are the four. Okay. Tyson is the one I probably have the highest opinion of. Really? Yeah. I I don't know if that's valid or not. Right. That's just marketing. So I don't know. Oh yeah. I yeah. I see one documentary and I'm just like, well, that's what I'm. That's my Bible, and I have to pull from that. So it's like, sure. the, You know. So the things I watch have negative opinions of Tyson. So it's hard to. Fair. But as far as like in the in the grand scheme of things, you know, it's like here's Titans football down a list of a hundred, then it's like, you know, chicken. So my interest level isn't there. So it's hard to be like super invested in it. Sure. But but, but at the it. same time, it's just like, you know, you got to call it out when you see it. But it's hard to even get all the information, like you said, besides impossible. Unless, well, unless you're like a part of these meeting place websites or editorials. Even with like, that. Yeah. Even with that, you gotta search and you know. Yeah, to really know everything about anything, you have to spend an inordinate amount of time. And then at least for me, the way my brain works, I stopped paying attention to something as much as I was for a month. And like 80% of what I knew about it is gone. Yeah. And I don't mean like, well, it's gone dormant at least. Mm-hmm. And I won't even think about it until it's that particular part is or point is brought back up to me. Mm-hmm. Like we could be having a conversation about something and I won't even... Like nothing, touch that nothing, 80% nothing. until you say something. I'll go, oh, wait, no, there it is. <laughs> Someone. Let's load that into yeah. the RAM. They made eye contact with the dog and he's like, oh, Jesus, I didn't, I didn't want you to come over there. <laughs> oh, okay. Here he is. Hey, buddy. <laughs> you forgot to change out your game cartridge. You didn't blow in it when you put it in. There so you, you go. Remember it. Yep. Okay. Uh, weary of Wagyu. How about Han Wu? <laughs> Korean beef is an emerging, emerging luxury meat, less fatty, more chewy and beefier than its Japanese counterpart. Now in Korea, I'm assuming it says it means South Korea, but it does not say, um, but I'm assuming it means South Korea. There's a saying, beware of the man who buys you beef. This is because it's often seen as having strings attached to it. Like if we were to go out to dinner and I Mm. bought beef for us, it would be like an indication. You owe me one now. Exactly. So they say pork is like a, a strings, no strings attached. <laughs> like if we're going out to dinner and I just want to buy my buddy dinner, I'd get a pork dish. Um, now there's a reason for that. A, sor- a sirloin is $110 per kilogram over there. So kilograms, 2.2 pounds. So that's $50 a pound for sirloin. So to compare, that's five times as expensive as what we're at right now. Yeah. So it's like at like ten seventy three a pound for um, USDA choice boneless sirloin. Still seems expensive to me. Uh, but anyways, why is Hanwu so expensive? First, it's exported in extremely limited quantities. 99% of all the Hanwu beef stays in South Korea. Of what is exported, it's like almost 99%. All of that goes to Hong Kong. That's where they, they have an actual taste for it. Now, taste-wise, they say it's not as beefy and lean as U.S. cattle, but not as fatty as Wagyu. Um, what percentage of fat do you think Wagyu is? Oh, it's high, isn't it? I don't know. It's, I mean, it's not like there's 
just a general. It's just so there's so much intramuscular fat. Right. But it's not like it's massive chunks in there. I don't know, 35% is fat? Yeah. Patrick, do you have a guess? No, I'm Googling it. So I'm Okay. 70% fat. No. Yeah. No. They, well, they trim it too. So the so the looks you might look at, Austin, it has it's already probably been outside trimmed and stuff like I just saw a video earlier today, someone trimming Wagyu stuff. So But well, even look at the, yeah, the no, steaks of it. Definitely, it is mostly yeah. fat in there. So it is 70% fat. 70 wow. though. Which I would is assume, crazy. Yeah, like makes me man. want to eat it more. Uh they said it's more tender than American beef, but because for some reason, they're saying beef doesn't have as, or beef fat doesn't have flavor. They're saying it has more flavor than wagyu, um, but the diet is really why it's, it's so expensive. So, a premium cut of this will be fed only fermented barley stems, which is what gives it its beefy flavor. So, those two things, exclusivity and diet, make it super expensive. It seems like, uh, you know, how like certain seasonings will be popular. So like, it seems like Wagyu is kind of hitting. You like, think it's. Well, it's at, people you, think they're eating real Wagyu. Like my brother, he goes, yeah, they said Wagyu burgers. And I go, well, burgers melt out X percent of their protein, like fat anyway. Right. I go, what are you doing by thinking it's even in a burger and spending five, six dollars more? So I feel like it's more of a hot button, like. Um, you know, descriptive word to put on your product than it is like. So I'm curious. I feel like we've talked about this before in the past. Like, what does it mean to be Wagyu? Is there certain standards and regulations? Who's controlling that kind of hot button word? So this also goes like I'd say it's related to like, uh, are there other additives in it too? It, what, does it make it a Wagyu burger just to have like five percent in right. there, or, or does just it have like to be a hundred percent? Yeah, don't know, don't know. Um, I I was wondering. If we think like this article to me, I first clicked on it because I was thinking, my God, how decadent we've become that people are looking for something more exclusive and expensive than Wagyu at this point. Like, oh, no, that's not that's not exotic enough. I need Have you ever seen a old Marlon Brando movie called The Freshman. No. Nope. Is that Patrick? I'm not familiar. So it's uh, Marlon Brando and what's his name? He married Sarah Jessica Parker. It's Ferris Bueller. Yeah. What's his uh, name? Uh, Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick. And Broderick. the whole thing is Marlon Brando's character has set up this like moving restaurant that sells only exotic animals, like the meat from like tiger or whatever, like something that's about to go extinct. And I was like, that's stupid. People wouldn't actually do that. I'm like, oh no, yeah, people definitely would do that. Dude, this is the podcast. Just not that you did it, bet, but poorly explained, just obscure movies no one's heard of. <laughs> like, no, 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 it's it's actually who's it got? Hold on, and then you kind of do that round. Figure table. it it's out. It's got yeah. that guy that she's in that. All right, Brazil's beef and pork exports in June represented nine hundred eighty million dollars. Beef and pork in June. Wow, that's insane. Uh, it was a pretty interesting story. Not what I initially clicked on it for, but it says Brazil's export of beef and pork have retaken volumes from before the pandemic, as reported by Canal Rural. For example, foreign sales of fresh, frozen, or refrigerated beef generated U.S. $785 million in 16 working days in June, with a daily average of $49 million. The total amount exported by the country reached 154,625 tons, the average price of a ton being $5,880. Or $80. Now, what was kind of cool in this is it talked about how 
Brazil right now is extremely cash rich and they're getting prepared to like reinvest a ton of their capital back into their own industries. So could be really interesting to see what happens in uh, Brazil in the next couple of years, mm-hmm. not just with this industry, but with all industries. Uh, real quick, misbranding and undeclared allergens, reason for recall of beef wieners. Uh, it's Alexander Horning, uh, St. Clair Shores, Minneapolis, or sorry, Michigan establishment. They recalled 3,204 pounds of fully cooked beef wiener products due to misbranding. Basically, they used a, uh, a binder that had milk in it and messed up the packaging. Mm. So it's all coming back, all 3,000 pounds. That's got a sting. Yeah, that sucks. That's a very annoying time. Uh, we won't go into this too deep because I have a meeting with Google right after this, but uh, Asian longhorn tick continues to spread in Virginia, causing cattle worries. There's already been like seven deaths of it or from it. Um, have you ever heard of blue tongue? No. I'd never heard of blue tongue either, but it turns out it is actually like a major problem in uh, cattle. So there's... BLV and BL or BTV. They're two kind of different versions of the same thing. Um, that's probably not well explained, but um, bovine leukemia virus. Leukemia can be a virus? That right? sounds weird. Doesn't that sound weird? Yeah. It sounds concerning. Uh, it's usually passed from, passed from animal, animal to animal through blood when performing regular farm tasks like tattooing ears, dehorning, and other practices. Yikes. Fun. <laughs> Not really. Okay, cultivated meat makes its way to into restaurants. Uh, first, this article, the title needs to be taken down um, because it's not in any restaurants in the Denver area, which is where this is. It's just talking about that. Then kind of on the same uh same whatever uh, line as that, uh, talking about CRISPR gene editing that can make beef so much cheaper. Uh, It says that they've found a way to make their beef a thousand times cheaper. But when we read on the article, we find that uh, this company, Sci-Fi Meats, mixes real beef cells with plant-based ingredients. So it's not beef. It's just more meat alternative stuff. Wait, so, so of yeah, course it's going to be a thousand times cheaper because it's plants. Yeah, if you're not, it's ridiculous. Yeah, we're going to get into labeling issues again because I've emailed. Be a, is is are you buying ground beef then, nope. or are you buying? Uh, are you buying beef at all? A beef like product. Oh, yep, I've emailed the author of this, telling them they need to either change the the title of it or make that more clear from the beginning. Because if you didn't read all the way down, you'd read, "Oh my God, the sci-fi foods place has a way to make." culture grown beef a thousand times cheaper, but no, it's not. So that sucks. Uh, all right. You had something you wanted to okay. story. All right. There's been six shark attacks. Oh yeah. yeah in yeah. recent history yeah. in New York and they're using drones now. So we were talking about this, uh, day at Wednesday. Yeah. Yesterday there were four attacks in New York over July 4th, two each on two beaches. There must've been two other ones. Um, in one of them, they, I mean, it's all, obviously all theory, but they think it was the same shark 
that bit two people because it was in such rapid succession. It was like one guy got attacked, made it to the beach, and the other guy was already coming out of the water from getting attacked. They were all small little, you know. It wasn't like a great white got a hold of anybody. Still. 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 Yeah. yeah, not good. Would not. Would not want that to happen. My family's getting ready to go down to North Carolina where they go for every year. And I've sent them many articles. I'm like, hey, just <laughs> don't go in the water. Or call me for no reason during that time other than somebody got attacked by a shark. Because if I see any of your names on my phone, I'm instantly going to assume the worst. Yeah. Terrible. Frightening. Okay. Anything else? That's all I got. That's it. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. Thanks for checking out the Meat Logistics Podcast. To shop everything but the meat, head on over to Waltons.com. To get your meat processing questions answered by experts and enthusiasts alike, head on over to our online community at meatgistics.com. Waltons, everything but the meat.